Hey, hey, hey. Hello. Welcome back to Spilling the GNT podcast. You're here with Bolo. I'm Dr. Tom. Now we're here to give you the opinion you never really asked for. We're giving it anyway. That's right. Now Bolo here's a performer. Hey, and Dr. Tom's a psychiatrist. Hmm. And we're here to give you our professional, professional. professional review on Drag, Drag Race, Race Holland. Holland. So let's raise a glass. Or a bottle. And start spilling. The GNT. Clank. Clank. Fake laugh. <laughs> No, ha 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 that was a moment. I was using my natural way. What a way. What a time to come back. I feel like we haven't podcasted in a, it feels like in a eons. hot minute. It feels like eons. You um, speak when I'm ready. <laughs> you speak when I'm done. Right should, we, should we? Thank you. We have been watching a lot of early untucked and living for the sheer bitchiness of seasons two and three specifically. The golden era. Really, we was organic drag queens being drag queens. Um... Yeah, you could read all kinds of very difficult and problematic things into it, but boy, is it entertaining. Why is there no one tucked for the international seasons? Budget, I think. Budget. They they tend to be shorter seasons with 10 queens and without the accoutrement, like, that's a French word, like untucked. Um, So, yeah. It's been a week and a bit. Now, the reason why this podcast came out late is because we went and uh, did a tour, didn't we? We've been we, touring again. We've been yeah. touring. Yeah. You know, yeah. it comes with success. <laughs> it comes with being uh, great podcasters, isn't it? Well, are you going to tell our listeners what went on, what you got so, up to? Uh, yeah, so um, I, I don't know if people follow me on Instagram or whatever I say on the podcast, but mm-hmm. I had a uh, competition in Essex. You did? And Essex is nice. I didn't realise how huge Essex was. I mean, it's big. I think people think of Essex as kind of like, you know, Towie and... I just think of Essex, I was like, you know, it can't be any bigger than uh, Manchester. Well, we, it's huge. Well, Essex is a county, not a city. Well, I didn't know that. So, so I'm not from here. So don't 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 say things <laughs> like that. I did, uh, did realise my tone down. was yeah, very Don't talk down to there. me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, we were in a very pretty rural part of Essex. Shall I name the competition, what it was? So it was the European Championships. Of um, CrossFitting. Of CrossFitting. Yes. And and don't judge me, for those of you. I'm not that kind of girl. I am a nice guy, CrossFitter person. Well, I, I just want to say with, with like absolute sincerity, a rare, sincere moment, that I was so impressed and proud of you and your performance. You were amazing. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, it, I, I did okay. I did okay. You did fantastically. Stop downplaying it. You were amazing. I, I did okay, but that's why we had to have the podcast out late and we apologize, but we're doing it today mm-hmm. despite the heat wave. Heat wave. I, we are melting here. I am dying. I'm dying. I'm what just, the hell is up with us? I've just been texting my sister and was like, I can't wait for it to rain again. And she's like, shut up. I love the heat. <laughs> uh, no, this is disgusting. It's too much. It's too much. So every time that we record the fan and the aircon and our 12th floor studio and <laughs> um, central london we need yes. to turn it off so we do, we do the the more we speak the the more we die from the heat so i hope you the guys more we put our, yeah the more we put ourselves at uh, risk of heat stroke so um if you if you don't think that we're making um making, making up yeah making up for this late podcast trust me we're suffering and and if i sound a bit crotchety today i do apologize but i did not sleep last night there was a very needy cat who <laughs> meowed throughout the night <laughs> Uh, Lavender decided that he missed us while we were away. We did make arrangements. They had food and water. Our lovely neighbour came in and checked on them. 
um, Lily's been casually kind of like keeping it cool. It's like, okay, so you're back. That's fine. Um, I'm not displeased to see you, but not specifically pleased either. <laughs> but Lavender was incredibly clingy and decided to meow all night. I, I didn't hear a thing. You don't hear a thing. Mostly because the meowing wasn't for me, Tom. <laughs> because I don't think I don't think Rabinder missed me in particular. I think he missed both of us, but he knows that I'm the one who's going to respond so, to his pathetic meowling. So yeah, so the heat combined with no sleep. Oh, God, oh, Tom. So if I'm all over the... I mean, I, she is... I, I, I include need, a glass of wine with there. She's all over the place. I mean, I need the Sauvignon Blanc today, frankly. So we're going to go back to drag case. Drag case? Drag case, yes. So Rupert back to drag, drag case. case. Drag... Drag... I would enjoy that. Drag case. It'd be like a drag queen solving mysteries. It could star my drag alter ego, Slagatha Christie. I blessed you with that name. No, I invented that years Slagatha ago. Slagatha Christie. You're Slagatha, welcome. Slagatha Christie's drag case. I'm burning. I know I'm you burning. are. You're, bl- I am you're doing burning. the blowing on yourself thing that you do when you overheat. <laughs> That's quite the talent. <laughs> ow! Did you be ow? <laughs> Look, we need to get back into this. Let's get straight into Drag Race Holland. Mm. Now, where do we leave off? We left off with us saying goodbye to Ivy Elise. Ivy Elise Monroe. And um, a lip sync against the Countess, where the Countess was blatantly and very obviously saved. She was. I mean, Fred kind of made it up as she went along. And, you know, we usually, we're usually on board with Fred. We find Fred to be a great judge and host. Um, but on this occasion, Fred clearly kept the Countess over Ivy. Because Ivy won that lip sync, but the Countess had a better track record. And... There is also the thing that kind of like you do have to be fantastic to survive your third lip sync. But in this case, she was just much, much better than the Countess. No, it was more the fact that the Countess was just really, really bad. She was walking up and down, um, thinking, was, thinking was, about what she was going to make for her It was tea. like a demonstration. Like, you know, when you go, when you're on a fly and the air still was like, here are the exits over this way. <laughs> and if you look over to this way, you'll find your seatbelt. I felt like she was walking to one side of the stage mm-hmm. going, and this is where your seatbelt buckle is. <laughs> and then she walks to the other side, and this is your exit if you're in <laughs> this, this row. And then you walk over here, and there are the bathrooms. And then back there, <laughs> then she walked to the back of the stage, and this is where we'll bring the trolley yeah. for you for your food. Like, um, it was just, it was just, it, was, it wasn't a lip sync. It was... It was terrible. It was a, a sachet. It was a sachet up and down the stage, but it wasn't a lip sync. Uh, yeah, she um, was saved, and I don't think that they could do that again. Should we I re- think recap where we are with the scores? Well, all I can know, without even thinking about mm-hmm. the scoring, I can just know that Keita's killing it. Keita's killing it mercilessly. Like, Keita is doing a... What was the first winner? Envy Peru. She is Envy Peruing this season. And I do think she could have actually won or been placed high more often than she has been. It's not like she's having any kind of favoritism. She's performing phenomenally well. Absolutely. So Keita has two wins and no bottom two placements or bottom three placements. Um, Vivaldi has one win and no no bottom placements I can think of. They seem to like Vivaldi a lot, probably a little bit more than we like Vivaldi. She's fabulously talented, but they're enjoying her quirkiness. Um, Puni, my little Puni, one win with no bottom placement. I think they're sleeping on Puni a little bit. I think she could have had more high placements since she's already had. Well, I don't know. Like sometimes her runway doesn't help her. You didn't like her runway last week. I did, and the judges loved it, and it contributed to her win. Or so. the one last week before that. The the construction challenge. The one with no the the beast one where she wore that really purple fabric. Oh, okay, okay, yeah, yeah. I I. 
The prosthetics were amazing. The dress was less amazing. It was one of those, isn't it? Very high standard of runway this season. Again, thank you, Holland. Um, and so Countess has a win, but now has a bottom two placement, which places are a little below the others. And none for Gretchen Wieners. And Gretchen Wieners is Vanessa and Tabitha. They, they are sleeping on Tabitha. Um, yeah. Both of them have had some bottom three placements, but neither has been in the bottom two. Vanessa, they were really hard on last week because we really enjoyed her Cinderella. For no reason. They just like had like a really mixed critique and like randomly put her in the bottom three when we thought she was super duper solid. Yeah, it, it actually makes me worried because I thought she was going to be the winner last week, yeah? Mm-hmm. She ended up being bottom three. It tells me that they're not, they haven't, made arrangements for her to be in the top that they're trying to let us know early on or give us an early excuse to start doubting her as a Mm -hmm. top you know what i mean usually with this kind of thing you know the producers are looking at plot lines and stuff and see who's emerging as a front runner some are undeniable some are surprises and it's very organic sometimes they're deciding between a couple of girls thinking hmm one of you is going to make it into the top four uh but not both of you kind of thing um I guess they haven't quite decided what to do with Tabitha and Vanessa just yet. Um, if one of them gets a win this episode, it'll really propel them forward. Well, But both of them need a win to continue in this competition at this point. Let's get into the maxi challenge. So what we've seen so far is the beginning. The Do we want to talk about the mini challenge? Yeah, I'm, I'm introing that, Tom. Oh, okay. You yeah. just said maxi challenge, that's all. No, I'm, I'm, I'm showing it. Okay, thank you. Sorry, yeah, I'll so... leave you. I, pff, wow. I, I know what's going on. It's the lack of sleep. I'm sorry. <laughs> Blame lavender. Why don't you just have a sip and have a sleep? <laughs> have a sip and a sleep, Tom. <laughs> have a sip because I absolutely, absolutely need to shut up. Now, the mini challenge was a... I don't know what to call it. It was a... Well, it was celebrating and recognising the fact in in a very drag race way that Holland was the first country to officiate gay marriage. You know, we've spoken before about how, as an international franchise, Holland is a fantastically good fit because it's such a liberal country with such a great track record on um, LGBTQ plus rights. Um, And I love Holland for that. Um, So there there were some really touching clips of a a group wedding in 2001 where four gay couples... um, got married and then they bring in um one of the gay couples and as a kind of like it's almost like renewing their vows or kind of like an Im- a memorial of, of this kind of like landmark event 20 years on um gert and dolph are gonna have their a very drag wedding with the girls each each having a go at officiating and they give them a task where they've got to include certain phrases that you wouldn't expect to find in such a such a speech like rhododendron and menstrual cycle. Um, and they've got to fit those in. Tom, what's rhododendron? It's a flower. It's a plant. Yeah. Is yeah. it? Yeah. Really? Yes, it is, yeah. It's so a... how, how was that a disease? It's not a disease. What do you mean? Like they had to act like they had rhododendron. No, they just had to include the phrase rhododendron in their oh, speech. <laughs> I thought you were mocking me because um, I used there was this this T-shirt and the saying when I was in school, mm-hmm. chlamydia is not a flower. So I thought that you're, I thought that rhododendron oh. was some kind of medical thingy, and they're making fun of it. You're making fun of it no. by saying it's a flower. So I'm like, yeah, but what is it really? It's a real plant. It's an actual flower, not yeah. like chlamydia. No, because chlamydia is not a flower. 
No, it's, <laughs> and if somebody tries to offer you chlamydia, please decline. If, if, if one shall gift you chlamydia, <laughs> politely decline. You know, one of those things is nice to get on a first date, the other is not. Flowers and chlamydia. Oh, which is which? Is which? <laughs> <laughs> you you would like to have rhododendron, you would not like to have chlamydia. Okay, okay. cool, okay. thank you. <laughs> Just to clarify for all of our listeners, especially yeah. those on the G, on the G app. <laughs> on the G app, yes. <laughs> on the House of G. Other, uh, other apps are available. Yeah. <laughs> um, or the T app, or the S app, any of them. Why are we not saying it? Scruff, Grinder, t- uh, Tinder. T- the you usuals. Any of those, you say Bumblebee no. Bumblebee as well. Bumblebee's another one, isn't it? Bumblebee. Bumblebee. I mean, Tom, I'm not as experienced as you in this. I prefer the authentic bumping into someone um, at a grocery store, oh, yeah, yeah. dropping a bag and then looking up and then having their slow motion. Your eyes meet ah, across. That's that's how I will meet my my, well, my next person. <laughs> your next one when you move on. Um, Gert and Dolph, very lovely story. They seem like such lovely guys and they're such good sports because obviously they're having their weddings done by drag queens and they're going to be absurd and dirty. Um, so the girls all kind of go for different archetypes or kind of... Um, hooks, don't they? To kind of like give it a comedic element. I always find challenges of this weird, N- like, and not funny, more cringe than than anything. Okay, it's difficult when because we're... it's not real comedy. It's it's just who can look as it's who can look the stupidest, and that's it. It's not it's not funny. It's like humor. It's who can look the dumbest. Who can who can look the stupidest? And you're rewarding this. You're rewarding people for acting stupid and silly, and it's just. That's just not a form of comedy that I find comfortable oh, wow. or funny. And I'm the one who didn't get any sleep. <laughs> <laughs> Take that, Lavender! <laughs> um, so anyway, <laughs> the girls have to do their best to be silly. I think I think it, it does kind of have real-world applications because, you know, your average drag queen... Oh, look- yeah. Oh, my God. Remember that time you spoke about wedding and you looked <laughs> like you had that um, menstrual cycle? Yeah. <laughs> Remember that time your boss tried to buy your baby? Um, so, no, but, you know, it's like, you know, the girls are hostesses. They're supposed to entertain a room. They're supposed to come up with things. It's kind of like, you know, oh, you've got 30 minutes to put something funny together sort of thing, isn't it? So Vivaldi is um, a lady who is liberal with her morals. Um, Tabitha is a bit of a drunk. Um, Kita has a stutter and draws on her own experience of having a stutter, which I think is kind of perfect because it's a great way of, like, Doing something that some people could find offensive, but not being offensive because you're inexperienced and you're turning into something funny, you know? Um, Vanessa has Tourette syndrome. I don't know if she's ever experienced Tourette syndrome, but she draws upon that. Um, Countess, I don't know. Is she supposed to be old? What's going on there? She's kind of wobbly and has some, she's drawn on some wrinkles. And Poonie is like kind of reluctant to be there, which I think is a slightly more sophisticated concept than some of the others. I found it quite entertaining. I thought there was quite a sweet core in this. Um, you know, like I say, Gert and Dolph seem like super cool, lovely guys. And the winner at the end of it is... Keita. Keita winning again. Winning again. Go Keita. No surprises there. No surprises I there. think, Tom, if you're in a competition, at this stage, Keita dominating, do you do you think the other girls are like, I'm just buying time? You know what? I should start thinking of a catchphrase now. We, <laughs> I should start thinking of a catchphrase so I can sell t-shirts because I'm definitely not winning. But we know, we know that track record doesn't always end, uh, equal victory. 
Well, Tom, like I know we know as a viewer, but I think when you're in it and you see someone dominating so much mm-hmm. at this point, you're you're just thinking, I'm just here to buy time. Why don't I just start making moments so that even if I don't win, I have something that people will talk about. Yeah, so it'll affect the girl's kind yes. of conduct. Or, yeah, yeah. Or, or maybe I, or I can make something happen where I can then sell T-shirts or sell some merch after. So because y- it's easy for us, when you're watching a show, yeah, it's, it's easy for us to say oh you know this could happen or that could happen but when it's your livelihood when it's you Mm. in that moment it's your reality it becomes that kind of like silky ganache kind of thing where it's like i am consciously letting it be known that i'm making the most of my time on television Mm. yeah Mm -hmm. it's like for for example like in in certain competitions when like you're you're losing or Mm -hmm. not losing you're not doing as well and you know that maybe i'm just i'm not gonna win it just doesn't look like it's possible for me then you start thinking of other things that you can do that will give you some sort of success is there anybody who think is behaving that way um no i think tabitha's our talking head girl you know i think bagger chips was as a good example of yeah. someone who knew she who knew she wasn't going to win and made every moment count um every, it worked out e- for her every challenge she wanted to stand out or have something to say bag has got a great career so it worked for her much better or, yeah and what was so interesting about much better is that she realized even within her time on the show that that was a catchphrase because she integrated it into her lyrics for um break up didn't she yeah yeah so this this is the things that I'll be thinking of if I was in the competition. Just a little aside, um, I don't know if we've spoken about this before, but did you know that Vanessa and uh, Tabitha are joint drag mums for Envy Peru? Hmm? Vanessa and Tabitha are joint drag mums for Envy Peru. How can... I mean, A, I didn't know that. B, how can you be a joint parent? Most people have... Well, a lot of people have two parents. A lot of people do credit more than one um, matriarchal queen as being a big influence enough to be a drag mum. Like Bob always says, doesn't she, that it's Sherry Vine, Peppermint and Peaches Christ, I think. That she's got like a three-headed monster (laughs) drag mum. Well, she's just adding them on every single year. She's like, and this year I've added one on to there. <laughs> my next change, my daughter, is now actually my drag but mom. you know, it's, it's some, some queens will contribute such different... Like, I would imagine that Vanessa contributed to... The makeup and yeah, the beauty. Yeah, Envy's beauty aspect. But Tabitha would have given her more in terms of performance, more comedy. More makeup and more beauty. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, you know. <laughs> no, that's, that's actually really clever to have... Um, Two sources of a drag mother, one giving you the polish mm-hmm. of the makeup and the fashion, mm-hmm. and another giving you the the humor, the comedy, the entertainment part. Yes, yes. I think it's very that's very clever. One giving the sweet, one giving the salt. Yeah. Yeah. That's it. Mm-hmm. You exactly know, that. To the ingredients. I didn't know that. I think that's really amazing. Yeah. What, do you think that affects their relationship here, knowing that they birthed Envy Peru. The Envy Peru came from them. Do you think that they have an expectation to therefore be the winner because they had some part in making her the drag queen she is? I, I want to see. I want to see more about what the relationship is like because it's not really translated much to the show. They kind of operated as different entities. Yeah, the only what, time we've really seen them interact is when they were talking about um, um, Vanessa being a trans woman in the competition. Mm, Even it was then, very it, early on. It was, and, and though there were, you know, some opinions expressed that some may find distasteful or controversial, it was conducted in a respectful way 
that perhaps indicated that they do have a loving and respectful relationship in spite w- of some views that might have been expressed. I would like to see them kind of engage mm. or chat a bit more. I would love that. And I'd like the conversation to come up. Mm-hmm. So this, let's get to the maxi challenge. Please. So we've got the... Um, They've surprised each of the queens here with someone from home. Yes. Some family members, because this is going to be the family resemblance makeover challenge. I do love a makeover challenge. I know it's not everybody's favorite challenge, but it's here to stay. It's here every episode. And it really, really is a sign of a drag queen's skills and how they can apply those skills to another person. Mm. It's branding, it's makeup, it's costume, it's padding, it's now, hair, it's everything. Prime and perfection of examples when it comes to makeovers. Mm-hmm. The first person that pops to my head Should we is, say it together? Yeah, three, three two, two, one. one Roxy Carmen Andrews. Ferreira. Oh. <laughs> I'm joking. Carmen Carrera, you mean? Because you yes, nearly said Carrera. you said Ferreira. Well, I'm hungry. Was... I want a Ferreira share. I just looked up like, <laughs> and oh my I, was, God. I was thinking, I can see your chocolate there, and I'm thinking Ferreira Rocher. I tried to hide it. Um, I was thinking Carmen Ferrara, and I was thinking Carmen did great. <laughs> no, Carmen Cam- Carrera. Oh, she did her dirty. <laughs> Carmen Carrera, how dare you abuse that poor man in that way? Oh, uh, humiliating him. It's already an. It's already going to be a hard experience for someone to come in. This is season three, but then to make them wear a swimsuit of a two-piece. He was a big butch rugby player, wasn't he? I think it was Polynesian as well. Like he's my people. Uh-huh. So he had like a stocky muscular build. Absolutely. And she was like, here, wear this bra. You'll be fab. Great. There you go. Like, yeah, you're stunning. I'm sickening. She, all, all Karma wanted was to look hot on stage next to somebody. She's like, the comparison will benefit me here. That was her thing the whole season. <sighs> like, I don't mean to sound mean, but Carmen Carrera never excited me. She was beautiful. She was beautiful. She was beautiful. But like, what did she do apart from not beautiful? That, that was it. She was, so heavy, she was so heavily favorited as well. She was spared in a double um, chantay. She was brought back. She had everything thrown at her. It's lip sync for your life, not kissing for your life. <laughs> Who was that drag queen? That was Jada, oh. Jada Sofia. Um, so, yeah, let's hope we see something better than that caliber. But you're right. Week. So, who did you say? Um, Roxy, oh, Andrews. Roxy Andrews, absolutely. Because Roxy is a drag, a fabulous drag professional who can apply her skills with hair, makeup, costuming, padding, everything, top to toe, to another person. She made over a stocky little bear into an absolute Andrews sister. So Chanel? Chanel, also fabulous. Yeah, I yeah. also really liked season... This was season 12, um, Crystal Method, the Sesame Street. That was fun because it was very bra- on brand for Crystal. And then Jada was great as well. I mean, that oh, was, I mean Jada that was really was hard beautiful. one to choose between. So sometimes it's about translating your brand and creating a fun package. Sometimes it's about just being a really, really skilled drag queen who can give somebody a great makeover. Who do you think is going to do well in this group? Now, actually, can you quickly we'll quickly go through who they have to make over because yeah. I feel that Vanessa is at a disadvantage from see, the get go. I see it differently because I think the contrast will be there. Well, Vanessa has to make over her partner, Steve. Yeah, Steve, and, I and think Steve's this straight mm-hmm. um, tattoo artist, a straight tattoo artist with a. Is he straight if he's dating? 
Of course. A well, LGBT? Well, I, we'll see if they speak a little bit more about their relationship soon. But Vanessa is a woman. She's a trans woman. Okay. Um, so, yeah. I mean, okay. I, so I don't he, personally know how Steve identifies, but I would I would expect him to be a heterosexual. So she man. has to um, make over a straight bearded butch male. Looking at him, though, if he shaves off that beard, I think he's got some relatively pretty features under there. Girl, you know what I don't like? And I want to say this. I think sometimes people think that shaving a beard is all it takes to make to transform a man into a woman. Can we please go back to Drag Race Down Under? And who was who was the... Um, Maxi. Maxi had the, um, the bearded guy yeah. and just did him completely dirty. Oh, I mean, the same thing happened to... Um, I know I've got Madame, heavy Maxi favorites. Madame, season one, Madame... Madam, who was the beard queen in season oh, one? Oh, Madam Madness. Madam Madness. Mm-hmm. They're like, she shaved her beard and she went home. <laughs> They're like, Madam Madness, we want to see more diversity. Um, please consider shaving off your beard. Shaves okay, I've beard. shaved off. You're going home. Sashay away. Yeah. Madam Madness. Max, we want to see a different wig on you. Shows him a different wig. Sashay away. Derek Barry, you're not blocking your brows and painting on new brows. Oh, thanks for doing that. Sashay away. Sashay it's the curse this is bullying this is complete bullying this is Dusty Ray Bottoms can you please stop putting those dots on your face sashay thank you for that sashay away sashay away so many times when I've done this it's a curse it's not a curse it's bullying it's like hey look look I'm gonna look you know what she's known for I'm gonna make her change it and then we'll send her home imagine if they'd ask Bianca to come out in a mini skirt and like a tube top and they'd be like thank you for that Bianca sashay away I mean, I think Bianca can make anything work. She will never wear a, a, a tube top and a pencil skirt. I mean, I, didn't she wear something kind of bad like that-ish? Mm-mm. She was always in a stunning floor-length gown. I, not, I, I literally think every not single... Not even during, look- like, that lip-sync mini-challenge? Oh, she had a kind of um, brown hot pants set. Yeah. It's what was asked of her. But um, um, she's done it. Okay, okay. Not for a runway, but okay. We've seen it on her time. <laughs> but, um, yes, yeah, so I think they've... Well, maybe it would be great because sometimes the before and after makes a huge difference, but it's shaving a beard is not enough. Like, I want to see what she does. Well, that's the thing. I can see under the beard, and I'm very, very good at this. I'm very, oh. very good at this. I can see through the beard. Yeah, I can see the Straight through into the beard. his yeah. soul. I can see into the soul. Straight into his goddamn um, soul. I can see just a glance at him, you know... He's got, like, he looks like he's got fairly soft features, little nose, nice eyes, something to work with, okay? Sure. Sure, Jan. Sure, Jan. Sure, well, Jan. everyone else has um, biological women. So let's read off who they've got. So I have made notes. So Vivaldi's mum is there, Iris um, Karen. Um, the Countess's bestie, Lottie, is there. Who looks like... Um, she comes from money. Who looks, yeah, who looks like a Heather. Like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. She's a heather. She's wearing Chanel. I, I'm, I, I yeah. think she's wearing Chanel. She's a heather. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like an actual heather. I think it's vintage Chanel as well. Um, wow, Vanessa's that's even more expensive. Mm. I mean, I'm guessing, but it looks quite vintage Chanel. Uh, Vanessa's there with Steve, her partner, as we've mentioned. Um, Keita's mum, Joyce, pops along. She'll be hard to make over as well. Not well. I guess you know. If thinking I think about older, challenges, older people usually are because of their skin. Like when we look at Mama Queen's father. Yeah. It was really hard. And I guess, but then like think of, I mean, she didn't win, but Viv did a great makeover of her mum. And uh, do you know what? On all So did a bag of chips. (laughs) (laughs) 
girl. That time she abused her mother. Yeah, she got payback time, mum. Yeah, yeah. All that trauma you caused me yeah. when I was a child, I'm gonna pay back right here Making on television. Making her look like a cartoon version of Morticia <laughs> Adams. I'll tell you who this isn't recognised enough. Roxy Andrews' makeover of her grandmother. Um, of her abuela? Yeah, on um, All Stars 2. So um, Detox and Katia were top. Um, but Roxy, if you asked me, did one of the best transformations. Mm. Um, so yeah, 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 yeah. More of a challenge, certainly, because of skin quality and that yeah. kind of thing. But still. Um, my Little Poonie's um, sister, Kim. Um, gorgeous lady. Um, probably a relatively easy makeover. Um, and Tabitha, sister Jermaine, also like a young lady who's really she in shape. She looks like she's one of the girls from season one's makeover challenge. Well, yeah, yeah. I mean, she's a kickboxer, but yeah. you know, she's still got like great skin, lovely bone structure and stuff. So, who's gonna do well? Just, just from looking at these girls, I'm honestly, knowing what we know about their skill sets and fashion and makeup, who do we think's got? I it? honestly Skiss. think it's gonna be all about Vanessa. This episode, I think the challenge of making over a man into a, a drag queen is going to be recognised. But also, I think she's got the skills to do it. I do because Vanessa always looks gorgeous. She always looks polished. I she's think... a Miss Continental. She can do this. Okay, true. Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. I think the Countess has this in the bag. Oh uh, yeah, I mean another gorgeous young woman. She's got. First of all, she's got a gorgeous girl to make over, like young. Great skin, mm-hmm. like they can't. She, they can wear the same clothes. So she basically just has to give her one of her outfits. She does makeup. The Countess, I mean, mm-hmm. the Countess did um, Fred's makeup last season. I mean, it wasn't the best from what we remember. Um, it, there was I mean, a definite glow up. I do prefer Envy's makeup on yeah. Fred, but there we so, go. So, but you know that she's got that experience there with the makeup, and she's great with the clothes. I just feel like it's it's Countess's. If not Countess, then Tabitha. Yeah, absolutely. I worry about Tabitha <laughs> in this situation because Tabitha can't really do. No, she can't can, do neither. You know, fantastic makeup on herself. Oh. Better than I can do. Better than I can do. But still, I don't know, Tom. I, I don't know, Tom. <laughs> You've I, seen my one look yeah, that I can do. Uh, apparently, that one look that you can do. <laughs> I think you're. I think it rivals her. Her mini. Her mini. Uh, don't sell yourself too short. Uh, thank you so much. That's the biggest compliment you've ever paid me. Um, I do worry about Tabitha. And I guess there are two other girls who have more of a challenge in the sense that Keita and Vivaldi are making over mums who are slightly older ladies. They've got to make it work. Yeah. Well, if they can just use that device. If if anyone's seen AJ and the Queen, on the very first episode, RuPaul does something very brave. Mm. She takes off her wig Mm. Mm. to reveal this Mm. contraption of a, you know, like an egg, like the, a, head, a head massage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like that, mm-hmm. but instead of massaging, it actually grabs your scalp and it pulls back all the skin mm-hmm. on your face to give you um, that wind Snatch in the tunnel look. look. Well, it's like Miss Fame used to do, but she had visible tape out the time. Visible tape, <laughs> like for someone so polished and known for makeup. Having little things like that—it's ridiculous. But if they can, if they have one of those machines that RuPaul had in AJ and the Queen, she'll be okay. You called it a machine. It's a time machine. <laughs> okay, it takes off years off your skin. Well, I think Viv did that to her mum actually in the makeover. Did she? I think she did. I remember her taping her mum, well, snatching her. That's yeah. it. Mm-hmm. Right, shall we have a look and see what else happens? You know what, Tom? I think it's probably a good 
time or moment for us to quickly look at the relationships that each of these queens have with their family their or ones. the person that they, that they brought along because they actually gave us a moment um, to look into each person's relationship and it's yeah and it, it felt like that it was very kind of this is why i love this person it didn't feel like too kind of you know how the show so often wanders into exploitative territory what <laughs> this show never really? it this this felt like like each queen wanted to pay tribute to their loved one and explain their relationship and that felt wonderful um, so maybe if we start with Vanessa and her partner, Steve, mm-hmm. this is a, a fascinating and really touching story, if you ask me, that they met, was it 10 years ago, when yep. when B- Vanessa um, had not yet physically transitioned um, and kind of like their eyes met across the club and Steve had, uh, had gone to this show and had, had seen Vanessa performing and there was this connection that was undeniable. And there was a process whereby, obviously, we it's not specifically stated how Steve identifies, really, but he says that he went through a process of, of really questioning. And it really felt, feels like he fell in love with Vanessa's spirit and her, her personality and the person that she is and, and, and was and that feminine energy. And so I think it kind of like transcends, um, you know, sexual preference or gender identity so they're just two people who loved each other i mean there's nothing masculine about that top he's wearing <laughs> what do you mean by that that top is that's a girl's top it's it's a nice floral it's print. a girl's top that's not so, got anything to do with anything i'm just saying um and then you know obviously i, I mean i it's a fritz brunet <laughs> it's a fritz brunet it definitely is i can only imagine that the even prior to her physical transition that the vanessa had a very feminine energy and was oh, was a very feminine person. And clearly Steve fell in love with this person who eventually transitioned to the woman that we see today. Mm. And they've been together through that process. And I just think it's beautiful. Yeah. It sounds like there were ups and downs along the way, but their love saw them through. The thing that I really loved as well was that Vanessa complimented Steve for, for the effect that his love has had on her personality development and he too is a artist, except it's permanent mm-hmm. makeup. He's That's a tattoo right. artist. He's a tattoo artist. And she did say something that shouldn't go amiss. The tattoo industry is very intense. Wow. Very We know all about it, having seen, um, what was that reality show? The competitive reality show? Um, Inked. Yes, we know all about tattoo artistry now. Yeah, but also... Um, <laughs> Even to get an apprenticeship is really hard. Oh, definitely. You have to work for years for free. Mm-hmm. So it's very competitive, very, it's a, it's a grueling field. Like many and, artistic fields. Yeah. Yeah. And mm-hmm. the pay sometimes isn't, I mean, unfortunately, sometimes, most of the time working in the arts, passion has to come first because money isn't usually there <laughs> unless you make it yeah. big time, mm-hmm. you know, but... Uh, yeah, as a lovely relationship. Um, they, Peter they, Minaj. I just love their story. I think it's adorable. Cool. And it, it leads me to think further, this is going to be quite a Vanessa-centric episode. Peter Minaj um, and her mom had quite a um, a rough... They've had their ups and downs, haven't they? Yeah. What were your thoughts on this? Because the, the story was, I guess, that um, Keita did not have a close relationship with her father, who had an affair... Um, seems like kind of mum and Keita were left behind and Keita had like this rebellious phase as a result 
when she was coming to terms with her sexuality. And was eventually kicked out. Mm. What do you do when your child is just not listening? Good on you, mum. You know what? I'm old to the mum's side. I'm like, yeah, she kicked you out. You want to act like a fool? You want to act grown up? Get your ass out. It sounds it's, like it's it was... absolutely something my mum would do to me. Well, that's what I wondered, kind of like when she was speaking about that. I thought it was something that you could perhaps connect yeah, with. Yeah, I, I connected with the mum. I'm like, yes, mum, that's what you do. They, are they, are they think they're growing up? Good. Get your ass out. <laughs> It sounded like it was definitely far more to do with Keita's rebellion and her behavior at that time than it was anything to do with her sexuality. One thing that I do hope to come from this is obviously the idea of the arts. Mm -hmm. Even to my parents, my mom is the the most flamboyant and funniest (laughs) lady. Yeah. But she would never try to do anything in the arts because it doesn't pay. And because when you come from a culture or you come from a a household where money is important, Mm -hmm. you aren't allowed to put that much investment into the arts because there's no immediate return. Yeah. There's no immediate money. If you can go out there and get a job at McDonald's and immediately after a week you start seeing a salary, Mm -hmm. that doesn't happen with the arts. You have to put in so much free time learn you pay first of all you pay a lot of money to learn absolutely the arts you spend a lot of time doing that and then you spend a lot of time working for free or mm. for exposure because <laughs> yes. you know because that's how you pay your rent how much of my rent three hours exposure thank you <laughs> the mortgage five hours exposure oh that's great that's just not how it works so i can understand the mom's the, the mom said go out and get a real job do a trade she said and, that from the outset yes, didn't she that was the first thing and that i said. just hope that this experience shows that this is work and maybe it's not bringing the money but i've i've made it now mm-hmm. i've i've made it this is gonna set me up mm-hmm. and you're you're now part of that moment where it's making a turn and i'm glad you're here to see it so Keita's showing how successful she could be and also really like embracing her mum into the art form as well so see the fun side of it she's too. like mum I've basically won. Like, don't, don't they're not going to put this on the cameras. I got the shit in the bag. I, I just won another mini challenge. I am eating these girls up on the And I'm not way. winning just some dress like last season. Yeah. It's and cash. there's money this time. It's called how to cash. Mum, kick me out now. It's you, Rose. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I'm, I'm thinking this is going to be a really good bonding moment for, for these two because it sounds like they've, they've had their ups and downs. What did you think about the um, story between. Uh, Lottie and the Countess. And they didn't spend a lot of time dwelling on it, to be honest. And we didn't really hear Lottie's side. We just actually saw more of a talking head of Countess. But Countess had had her tough times and had been living down and out in um, Rotterdam. And all she said really was that Lottie had helped to lift her out of that situation. Addiction, drugs. She said that she could have wandered down that path. No, I, I think she was in that path. Okay, but she could she have wandered have gone further down, down even it. Yeah. further. And what gay... <laughs> from London or, or or New York or God wherever else there's, there's a lot of them what what person doesn't have that um, experience or can can relate mm. to something similar where they've needed where they've needed a straight girl yet again to save them I mean I mean they took the, us to the prom the remember? girl the remember girl best took, friends they took us to prom they, they saved us from those bullies yeah we owe a lot to straight women shout out to yeah. the straight women of the world. So, uh, any, of who, our, any of our straight women out there who or, run the world, or frankly. just women, or just women in general, mm-hmm. because they 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 really helped us through high school. It is really and nice these these family moments do feel like a love letter to women. Yes, don't they? Isn't that amazing? Yeah. Um. I I didn't I do it I didn't enjoy hearing that. Yeah. Uh, who else do we have? We've got Poonie. So Poonie's um. 
Well, Poonie's there with her sister, and we don't actually learn a huge amount about her sister, but they more reflect upon their father, who it seems was quite a famous artist. It was touched upon last week with um, Poonie's runway. Um, he struggled with alcoholism, and it sounds like he's passed away. Um, but he was quite a talented and famous artist in, in Holland. Um, and we don't learn a lot about Poonie's sister, other than Poonie felt guilty for moving out of that situation and leaving her behind, um, which must have been a, a big source of conflict within Poonie to need to focus on her own needs um, and to remove herself from what sounds like it was a very, very difficult situation, but leaving her sister behind. Yeah. She says her sister's a closed book, so I do wonder if that's a result of her sister not really feeling as though she had a support system at that time, so she became very self-sufficient because she didn't feel like she had anybody to talk to. Um, Puni seems very touched that she's there, and Puni, obviously anticipating a makeover, um, unveils garments printed with their father's um, cartoons, which is amazing. If you're clever and you're going to drag race, what you do is you have that one person's details that you give to the producers <laughs> and anyone else that you think they might try to contact, you let them know mm-hmm. to say no <laughs> because I've already got my measurements done for my sister. There is an element of planning here. Isn't yeah, there? there's yeah. absolutely mm-hmm. like she, the dress is made, the shoes are there, the plan, the blueprints well, are all not there. Not everybody does that. I remember Cheryl Hall. She put her sister in that tiny leotard that didn't fit her and broke the zip. I mean, Cheryl Hole is just another being altogether. She just, <laughs> I don't know. She was on something. She thought she was a star. I mean, <laughs> let's remember that. Like, kidding, kidding. Well, I'm going to be on International All Stars, apparently. Yeah. Well, yes, you're right. So, though, sorry. Um, Tabita. So Tabitha, Tabitha gets very emotional. Um, it's kind of nice this. to see the side of Tabitha. I loved this. I loved how emotional he was. My sister makes me emotional. I'm very close with my sister, mm-hmm. and I think I'm um, to mine as well. Yeah, mm. yeah, and you too. And there would there'll just be something about having my sister here with me in a moment like this that will, that will make me tear up the mm-hmm. same way we saw Tabitha. Um, and, and the way that she teared up was just all this, it's an overwhelming of true emotion. It really was, wasn't it's it? Just, it's just lovely to see and to hear the stories of how her younger sister um, helped him and was there for him. When she wasn't feeling a sense of acceptance from her parents, Jermaine, as a little girl, came up to her and was like, I, I really don't care what you are, I love you because I'm your sister. Mm. So... She she was the one person that she was feeling unconditional love from at that time. So it, sa- it sounds like their bond is very, very strong. Yeah. yeah. It was lovely. I yeah. loved hearing that. And I loved seeing the side of Tabitha. Last of all, we have Vivaldi. Um, her mum is clearly very accepting and encouraging, saying kind of like, oh, it just felt like a natural progression for her to go into drag. She's an artistic person. Um, and she just started applying that art to her face. And her mum seems a lovely gal and just mm-hmm. super duper supportive. Um, I think what was interesting about this is Valdi started talking about her experiences of depression um, and her kind of like sensitivity and how that contributes to her depression and, and how at times she can be incredibly, because this is what depression does, she can be incredibly undermotivated and can close herself off from the world. Um, it sounds like to a degree that's informed her art and um, has kind of like stoked the flames of her creativity 
but also it sounds like Vivaldi and she's she, she's touched upon it briefly before when she talked about like you know she talked about voices and I think what she was describing there was really like negative internal monologue or negative cognitions um, but yeah it sounds like Vivaldi for, for such a like bubbly quirky personality really does struggle with, with her mental health at times um, and I guess what this helps to illustrate is that you know you don't mental health is it isn't a discriminator it's not you know anybody can suffer from depression you may look at Vivaldi and say oh you know she's a fantastically creative person with a supportive family what does she have to be depressed about depression doesn't care about that um depression is not a discriminatory it can affect anybody and I think she's a really good example of that yeah. um and I think I appreciated Fred giving her words words of encouragement um and I'm so glad that she's got such a great support system some nice moments here. Mm. Really, Oprah. And again, say Oprah, didn't I mean, feel just, super exploitative, which no, is great. It's yeah, nice, it's nice just to hear these stories. And it's stories like these that if someone was to just start watching Drag Race and they're ready to watch this episode, it's stories like these that can make someone who's very anti-drag, mm-hmm. who doesn't understand it, why these men just go as women, they want to be, they just want to be, um, they just, they're just trans women, they just, they just want to be girls. Mm. You know, like what, some of my early attitudes. Mm. And it's moments like these I remember watching season six where I got to see the human side and the struggle and the experiences that they that they had, the hardship. It was these moments that made me change. That almost flicked the switch in mm. my head, going, "Oh, they're just they're just people who perform. Absolutely, oh, they're, they're, they're just another. They're just like me. They they're artists, and this is their expression. So I think these moments are so important and valuable because these are the moments that can switch attitudes with people who do have some sort of yeah towards it. I bet I can pinpoint which moment it was in season six. So was it when Gia Gunn went this is the moment that counts this is the moment that counts that counts she um, metamorphed into <laughs> yeah yeah she transitioned into a yeah. demon at that moment yeah <laughs> let's move on <laughs> Tom are you ready to look at some outfits and give us your honest opinions I really dislike looking at outfits and talking about fashion but I will if that's what's required it's of lucky me lucky your Instagram doesn't depend on that <laughs> yeah lucky uh, well we all balls. know that I really manage it you just get the credit you're the ghostwriter, aren't you? I'm the ghostwriter. Everyone knows that I'm a writer. Check out my blogs on um, online. What was that noise? Um, I'm sorry, I just did the mic. Yeah, okay, Tom. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'll put you to sleep if you need their help. Is that what you're like? Because you're testing me. Well, I'm They're testing me, I don't Tara. know if I've mentioned it, They're but I had very little me. sleep last night. They're testing me. Let's start with the queen on the far left. Shall so, we, or should we go in order of the... No, runway? no, let, let's go, because we've got a still of everybody up on the runway, haven't yes. we? So let's start with Kita. We've got Kita Minaj with her mum, and she's drawing on her Indonesian heritage, which I love. Um, they look like um, a sun goddess and her daughter, very like queen and princess, so I love that they've got that dynamic. Um, this looks really, really cool to me. It, it looks um, expensive, it looks well-designed, um, I love the makeup that she did on her mum. Yep. It was very sympathetic in the sense that, I mean, Kita does this on her own face anyway, but very upswept, which is just very, very flattering to her mum. Upswept. Up and swept. Up, swept. You know, all the lines were just pew, snatched. 
Um, very, very like respectful as well because her mum looks like regal without looking matronly, which exact, I really enjoy. Exactly, and also the use of color. Oh, How so the good. In the white, and the, the white for me is like the matriarch there's, of the household. Yeah, there's purity. Yeah, there's there's like I I am there's something about that the way that the mother is styled that makes it like she is she's that bitch. And Keita's in these like flowing red robes, so you know she's kind of like the next generation. She's got that. Sexy, the red, yeah, the beauty. I I love the look. I love really, the way that really the mom beautiful. looks as well. The makeup, the styling, the fit of the outfit, and the culture. I this mean, is, this is stunning. There are several things about this that tell me that they probably had like a little bit of warning of who was coming, because she's got a molded metallic plastic corset <laughs> that fits her mum there yeah. so that's fortunate you know yeah. she has a clay outfit <laughs> that has been molded specifically for that shape and height <laughs> so maybe they were informed tom mm-hmm. get it out so she's very we're all informed yeah so she's very like eastern sun goddess very like amaterasu um in terms of designers like metallic corsets like that always give me mugler absolutely um but also kind of like the, the Eastern kind of regal quality reminds me of Guapé, um, who does fabulously regal designs. Yeah. You know, um, you know when Rihanna Why was... Why am at, I saying yep? I don't know. Well, you know when Rihanna <laughs> was at the Met Gala in that long yellow regal coat? Yes. That was Guapé. Oh. Um, so very, very beautiful. And also... Guapé. 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 Absolutely stunning okay, designer. I get it. I get it. Um, and um, also, you know, that willow pattern dress that um, Trinity the Tuck did? That was based on Guapé. Okay. Really, really beautiful, stunning. It's a great look. A great um, transformation, family resemblance. Yes, so good. She, so good. that mother is opulent. Opulent. She is opulent. She's opulent. Okay. Next up, we got the Countess. Now, I've got to compliment the makeup and hair here because she is, and I, like I hate using this with this context, but I couldn't think of anything else to say other than she is, and I'm not going to say it. C word. You know how the Queen sometimes use. Cunty. <gasps> But like she, you know how they use that as like a compliment in that like she is snatched and she is fierce and she is then woman. Then say cunty. I'm not going to. I'm not going to. What's the faggot word that they use in España? Oh, um, Marcion. Marcion? Marcion? Maricon? Marcion? Something like that. Yeah. Yeah, we own it. Okay, well, she the makeup here is stunning. Oh, she is snatched, yeah. and that wig. You said she's very much the Countess's confessional. I was like, it's the Countess, and it's the Countess. <laughs> this is stunning. These two look like two very wealthy young socialites and heiresses yep. who are out for cocktails. And they are gossiping about. They're everyone. gossiping. Then they're not looking for a man because they don't need a man. They've they've got everything. The man that needs they need. them. The man needs them. There it is. Um, the design is very to me. Um, the recent collections by yeah, Shira, Shira. 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 I can't even say it because I've only ever seen it written. Shira Pelli, I think that's yeah. right. Did you see Violet Chachki's recent um, video? Um, Mistress Violet. No, they were wearing new season Shira. I can't even say it. Shira Pelly and just that. say talk. Just say talk. Um, so it's very the black with the kind of um, opulent motif on it is very reminiscent of that. This is stunning. This really I very very high standard so week. far. I knew this would happen because she does makeup for a living and her fashion looks. I mean, she won the fashion challenge. Can I make one criticism? And it's not really a criticism. 
Um, Lottie's makeup is better than Countess's. I was well. There's not a criticism. There's, a, there's an obvious uh, observation that Lottie looks better than the Countess here. But I think it's lovely that she's done that for her sister. Yeah. You know, for her girl. Yeah, she's the opposite of a common oh. career. We stop talking about her. <laughs> <laughs> Whoop. And on that topic, let's move just, on to no, Vanessa. All I want to say is the recent rewatch of season three just made me think: Why? Why did she get so far? Why was she so favoured? She's beautiful. Because she was beautiful. It. There's Yara more... said it from the get go. But then Alexis says, when, Ale- she... when Alexis was arguing with her, I don't even think you are that beautiful. I don't think you are that beautiful. Yeah. <laughs> Take away her power. Take away <laughs> but, her but then, power. Like, as, soon, as soon as she went, Alexis was like, she was bloody stunning. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Vanessa and the. Um... Jesse, was it? It's Steve. It's Steve. Vanessa's done a fantastic job on Steve here, and I think we need to remember that this is the only uh, cisgender man who was made over. Um, and I think Vanessa's done a fantastic job. I love the storyline that played out on their own way. It was very Cupid and Psyche. Um, I love them drawing on Roman mythology, Greek mythology. Um, the looks, um, whenever I see Roman and Greek mythology, I think of McQueen for Givenchy. Um, I think it was 1997 because uh, I looked her up recently for something else. Um, very that. The flowing Grecian Roman robes, the gold and white. I love that motif. I love a Greco Roman look. There's a lot of androgyny in Jesse's look. Mm. Is that his name? It's Steve. Steve. I don't know where you got Jesse from. Sorry. Jesse James. So, another basic, you know. Um, like Mary and John, I just think Jesse and James, James and Steve. Anyway, <laughs> Steve, um, there's a very androgynous look with this because of the times. Um, this could easily be a, a male outfit if the makeup yeah, okay. wasn't if the male if the makeup wasn't done that way. I would have thought that it, that was a male angel. Well, because I it's guess a robe. Cupid, Cupid There's was Cupid was a very was portrayed in a very androgynous way. Cupid was never portrayed as like an adult male. Cupid was portrayed as an adolescent with a with a androgynous quality. So I guess that kind of fits. If I have one criticism, the wings could be bigger. This is drag. Okay. Um, I want to see big Victoria's Secret angel wings. You know, if we're going to see wings on on the Drag Race stage. Who did wings? Like Courtney X. Courtney, uh, Vanessa Vangie. Ketamine. Ketamine. Yes, those denim denim wings rocked. I loved them. Mm, They weren't appreciated as much as you do. Tom Green said. If I look at it, I do think it's probably... No, we'll, we'll discuss comparisons later. Let's move to Tabitha. So what I like about this one is the love, the love that she's exuding towards her sister and the hair and makeup is far better than I expected. And I mean, that as a genuine compliment because her sister looks gorgeous. Wow. <laughs> what a read. No, no, I know it sounds a bit backhanded. But um, I don't think that she did the makeup. Why? Because the makeup's gorgeous. I didn't say that. I said, I'm so impressed with the makeup. We saw her doing it in the workroom and I could, I said to you when it was coming together, I was like, this is better than Tabitha's makeup. Do you think she did it? Yeah, I do. I you don't do. think one of the girls were asked to help? No, I don't no. want. I don't want to play. It was in a season now. five Jinx Monsoon detox moment. Detox here. refused. Detox said no. Good on him. <laughs> I'm over it officially. Um, yeah, well, the makeup done on the sister is much better than any job. I think this week she stepped up her game. Tabitha. She did, and she I love that for, for Tabitha. What do you think of the looks? I I like the butterfly Mariah Carey look. 
I don't like the nude illusions. I never ever will like it unless you did a Shea Kool Aid or Stars where they actually look like a nude illusion. I'm oh, very, that was sumptuous. I'm very picky on nude illusions. Yeah. Um, what I will say is that kind of nude illusion, especially in red like this, when it's a deep V, reminds me of, you know, uh, Marilyn Monroe and Jane Russell in Jackman Prefer Blondes. Yes. Two girls from Little Rock, that mm-hmm. whole thing. Um, so there's that element to it. There's a fl- very Mariah Carey, though. You're right, isn't it? It's a very Mariah Carey type of outfit. Um, I love the complementary colours, the blue and the red. Um, Tabitha's a smart girl. She brought two stretch outfits um, that could be used alternatingly. I think she's done right by her sister here. I think she's made her look and feel gorgeous. So I, I compliment the job that she's done. Okay. Uh, what is about- she the strongest on the runway? Probably not. But I love I love what she's done for her sister. What do you think about Poonie's look? I think this is really cool. This is very different to everything else that's on the runway. So we've seen a bunch of gowns. And this is kind of like sporty, fetish, lycra. It reminds me... Futuristic. Futuristic. But um, like it reminds me... This is what they wear to the gym in like Mars. Oh, absolutely. Venus. Oh, yes. Um, this reminds me of there's this fashion brand called Namelia who do these kind of like layered like motocross like um, spandex kind of thongy kind of like fetishy almost looks and this is very reminiscent of that. I love how it's combined with the prints the uh, of uh, their father's comic and that reminds me of you know um, Galliano's newspaper dress as worn by Sarah Jessica Parker. It's got that kind of quality to it. Okay. Um, so, but I just think they look cool. They look like they could kick ass. They look like they could be starring in their own comic. Um, they could yeah, be a crime fighting duo. It is very comic. It's 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 like Jesse and James. Jesse James. And, um, but like, what's the new Team Rocket in Butch and Cassidy? No, the the newer. Is it, is it Butch and Cassidy? Well, Butch and Cassidy were the rivals for Jesse and James, weren't they? But they were the competent ones who actually got the, the rhyme right. <laughs> they got the job done. They got the job done. I just think they look like some kick-ass comic heroes. I love the uh, high ponies, the, the high Ariana ponies. This, the, again, very, very good makeup job. They look snatched. Last, we've got Vivaldi. So Vivaldi and her mum. I love the colour scheme. I love baby blue with powder pink trans flag reference again um i mm, i think like i like there's different silhouettes you know her mum's in this kind of like um almost like bandagey bodycon dress with the bow detail and vivaldi's like in this shift dress and i like the color scheme do you know when you go to the mall yeah and you see old people wear like the newest nikes mm-hmm. and the newest nike track suits you know, when you see those grandparents wearing there and they're wearing yes. like a bling bling, there's uh-huh. like the like, you know, flavor, flavor, that's kind of <laughs> jewelry on their watches. That's how I feel looking at the mom wearing this outfit. Okay. I, I, it, it makes me go, it's, there is something about this that makes me go a bit yeah, as well. Yeah, and, and I'll tell you what, one thing that's really getting on my nerves, Valdi's black tights. Okay. Why is she wearing black tights with the pastel colour scheme? True. Why? Why Why do you think so? I do not know. I'd like to ask her the same question. Like, she should have nude tights. It's clashing. It's really getting on my nerves visually. 
Um, but that's because I'm a, an aesthetic person. Yeah. That's because I'm a really aesthetic person, Paolo. You're an I don't S- know if you know that. <laughs> feel a person. <laughs> yes, you're right. Um, so, not my super duper fave, although I do like the color scheme. I've just got a few little bits that I'm. Again, she flashed and had nappies on again. She had a nappy on again, didn't Is she? Is she like is she part a, of that subculture? Is she an adult of baby that, person. Adult, is she? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> she needs to start. She needs to say it so that we can back off. <laughs> Because we don't want to invalidate her identity. Yeah, exactly. We want to be like mocking her and then she's like, actually, that's my culture. And I'm like, well, if you said it from the get-go, we wouldn't have been saying that this way. We would have been appreciating it more. But right now, we don't know what the hell is going on, girl. Like, Vivaldi, yeah. Like, if that's your part of your identity, we're not going to invalidate that. Yeah, you know, state it. You know, consenting adults as long as nobody's getting hurt, of course, we support you. But, you know, you, <laughs> otherwise it does just look like a nappy. Let's have a look at all of them now, Tom. Mm-hmm. Who are the tops? And if you can name name a winner, name one. And who is in the bottom? I'll go first because you take ages. Okay. The tops is Keita and the Countess for me. Uh, there's something about those looks that are very family resemblance. Um, absolutely. The bottoms are going to be... Oh, this is so sucky because it's actually really good for Tabita. It's a very, very good standard on this runway, I will say. Yeah. Especially compared to... Um, Many, many makeovers gone by. There's always somebody who proper sucks and nobody proper sucks this week. Yeah. And I say that with sincerity. If I had to choose the weakest, stronger person, it would be... It's kind of easy if you just have to pick the least strong. Mike, the the top three is Keita... Yeah. Countess... Yeah. And Puni. Completely agree. The bottom three is Vanessa... Tabita and Vivaldi. With Vanessa safe. Of those three, Vanessa's standard is higher than the others. And also she had the most challenging makeover. I want Tabita to be safe. Look, we know about you and Tabita and your history together and what you mean to each other. Okay. I'm over it. Um, We have to be objective. I am. The winner (laughs) this week is either the Countess or Kita for me. What about for you? Um, I would be happy with Countess Puni or Kita. Although with the kind of like how, if I'm going on like, like scale of makeup and elaborate outfits, it probably is either Kita or Countess. Sure, but I would love what Puni did. So, I mean, I'm not here for this judging. Me neither. The other judges have spoken. Some might argue the less relevant judges yes, have spoken. Them. Um, I'm not, I'm not mad about Vanessa winning. I felt like... I am. I don't I, think she deserved that win. I don't think... I, I think she deserved the win last week. I don't think that this was her week for the win. The win should have been, for me, in my opinion, Keita or the Countess. I now, mean, I liked her makeover better than you liked it. And I think the story that she was conveying got her the win. It was absolutely the storyline. Mm-hmm. The same but, reason last season, Mama Queen avoided the bottom because of storyline, because of her father. Mm, her father saved mm-hmm, her ass. Mm-hmm. Over here, the reason she won was because of the whole storyline with her and the straight husband. Well, and uh, her, I uh, mean, at least Keita was high, as she should have been, slash winning. Um, the rest of it was a little bit funny. So Vivaldi was safe. The judges love Vivaldi in a way that we don't get, I think. Um, and then in the bottom, Countess, who we thought was super strong, 
Poonie, who we thought was super strong. Don't like Countess, we don't think that that was you. I, the thing that I don't think the judges are getting about Countess's performance is she spoke openly earlier about being sleeping rough and being homeless in Rotterdam. And I think this fantasy life of the... Um, this regal, glamorous, yes. um, you know, opulent character fully fits with, like, how she survived that. I mean, that's like telling Trixie Mattel mm-hmm. that can you please be true to who you are? Trixie is fake. Her brand is but fake. But was born and, of her experience. Exactly, it was yeah. born of her experience. And, like, so they didn't have money, but mm-hmm. Trixie Mattel has all of the money. That's, that, that, and that she was, inspired who her drag character is. So you can't yeah. you can't tell someone who the, what their drag is or what their drag represents. Mm-hmm. If her drag is her living in this opulent world, that's who her character the is. The Countess's drag character makes 100% makes sense based on what we've seen today. It makes 100% make sense. It makes 100% make makes sense based on what we've seen. It makes 100% make sense. Absolutely. And she embodied that with this runway. So I think it's really saddening that she was put in the bottom. I think it was bullshit. Tab- Tabitha, I don't necessarily disagree with. On, on a very, very strong runway. And I mean, despite, she should have won. Despite her beautiful story, um, she wasn't the strongest makeover. So that fits. Mm. So we have a rare three-way... Although we did have it in Drag Race Holland last season as well, didn't we? We had a three-way lip sync at one point, I remember. Oh, yes. It was, wasn't it was one it was of the finale? Mama Queen, it was the Abby finale. OMG, and somebody else. Anyway, oh. we've got another one. Um, and they're lip syncing to RuPaul's uh, Call Me Mother. So it's My Little Pony mm-hmm. is in the bottom, along with Tabita and the Countess, and mm-hmm. it's, they're lip syncing to Call Me Mother, which I think is, A, I think it is the most meanest thing to do. For, to uh, if, 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 if the language isn't... Yes, I mean, I you agree. can do that in the American season. Yeah. You can do that in Down Under, mm-hmm. but you don't give a song like Call Me Mother to a non-English-speaking language. Somebody, yeah, for whom English is not their first language. Yes, it's very, like, very difficult. I Like, come on, guess who's back in the house? Here's click clacking about, fine fish feminine starts when we're living on the bazaar. Kevily, Jenna, I mean, you, you have actually performed that song, but so like, of course wow, you know it. But to end this drought. But like, that's really, really hard to do. Very, very um, hard. Now, we saw the three girls, and we were worried from the, for the Countess from the outset, weren't we? Because Countess... She mugs, but she walks up and down. She's Mari Balenciaga. She is. I don't know the words, but I will give you what? I will mug the shit out of you. (laughs) And that's what she relies on. She did the same thing she did last week. She walked left and right. Um, And she had very little camera time. We've not actually seen the outcome yet, guys. Yeah. Um, Countess had very little camera time. Puni was dynamic. Tabitha showed her star quality. I can see why Tabitha is such a well-respected performer. Well, no, not from that performance. Oh, she I thought she gave. Up and down I, th- I think she gave right. it loads. Eh, no, 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 no. I think Puni won that lip sync. Second place was Tabita, and third place was the Countess. Now, look, By a I just way, knew that I, after last week, I knew that if the Countess was in the bottom again, she's going home because she doesn't lip sync. She's not an entertainer. She's not. She is. I don't believe she's, she's ever done a full performance set. In front of a crowd. Maybe she has. Okay. But I don't think it's going to be a good one. Thing is, I could see her lip syncing something like, you know, Fashion by David Bowie or Fashion by Lady Gaga. You know, or Fashion by SNL. Yeah, of course, yes. By Kristen Wiig. <laughs> by Kristen Wiig. Uh, but everything else is a little bit of a stretch for her. The Countess is going home. This is what I think. Should we see what happens? Yes. 
As predicted, the Countess has gone home. She has, she has, and she's our first girl with a win to go home. I don't That's think always, that she always feels like a significant bottom. event. I don't think she should have been in this spot. Nor do I, and like, it, they blamed it all on like connection and storyline, which is so kind of like subjective and easy to say. She had one of the best makeovers. She and her bestie, Lottie, looked stunning and fashionable and they told a story and we got the story in the way the judges did not and I think it shows a lack of imagination on their part having said that based on that limp limp sync lip sync is well you know it was a limp sync for some a little bit a little bit but um, it was right that Poonie and Tabitha stayed so we've got our top five now um, so there we go. We had a little preview of next week. It looks like a comedy acting challenge. And the drama between Vivaldi and Vanessa. Oh, it's resurfacing again. Comes up again. I like. I I, 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 like. I like as well. I mean, who does not love a bit of drama between drag queens? Yeah. Yeah. They're a bit too kind. I need a bit more drama in my life with here. The little Tom- untucked segments are very, very like loving, aren't they? Yeah. All right. Let's get it. Um, let's get to it. We just finished. Well, let's wrap it up. <laughs> let's wrap it up. Let's wrap it up. Thank you very much for listening to Spilling the GNC podcast. Make sure that you are following us. Make sure you are subscribing. And I guess it's a YouTube bowl, but you know, like and subscribe. Like and subscribe. I guess we've got, we're in top five now, so we've got at least a couple of weeks left of Holland, but we do know Drag Race UK season three is starting on the 23rd yeah, of September. Yeah, and we'll, we'll talk and see if we want to do the UK. I just think the UK people are just, you know, I, I just can't connect with the UK. People. No, I know. I just, it's, it's just, I just don't relate. I feel an emotional distance. Yeah. It's just too much of like an intellectual leap for me and to And a physical distance as well. I just don't understand. I've never them. met a person in the UK it's, it's so just not yeah difficult difficult for me but we'll we'll see how we go uh, <laughs> tell a friend about the podcast leave us a review and make sure that you're following us on all of our social media platforms which is Twitter and Instagram until next time we'll see you later this is Bolo and Dr. Tom see you soon lots of love guys see you soon bye